0: Now for something completely different.
1: Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet
2: and into your ears.
1: Hello and welcome. Hello and welcome (laughs) to (laughs) Shout Out. I'm Andy Shewlett.
2: And I'm Lara Lanamy. Today on the show, a goodbye to a legend.
1: Uh, The founder of the Bristol gay and lesbian switchboard has sadly passed away. We'll be discussing her amazing impact. Doggo!
2: Doggies, yeah. Uh, Steph catches
1: up <laughs> with the Dog's Trust.
2: And under the brolly. Uh,
1: it's time for their usual monthly catch-up. So stick with us for the next hour, right here on Shoutouts.
0: <laughs>
2: Yay, Yay! I'm just doing that so much. You're back. <laughs> I am back. Yeah. also you said you corrected my doggos Do- it's doggos Dogos. Dogos. You, couldn't let, you couldn't let me have yeah. it can <laughs> I, I want so, a dog so no, badly no I, th- I threw
1: myself because as I pushed the slider up yet again I hit the button above and it turned my microphone <laughs> oh, off oh
2: Andy so, I, yeah. being silent I've only been doing oh. this that 10
1: years last week as and well, it did yeah
3: is there a button on the switchboard which actually says uh, silence Andy
2: yes <laughs> there that, should be
4: there should be don't tell
3: Lara that
2: I mean
4: can I just say technically the Bork Bork interview is uh, actually Terry's. Not mine.
1: Oh, right. Okay, sorry sorry yes. that's Good. your fault I was reading the show notes so. I took part but
4: it was terrorism <laughs> you participated I did
1: yes. um, I was now. going woof woof in the background
2: oh wow <laughs> I like it that's an added je, uh, je ne quoi, I feel like
1: uh, now uh, I do have some very sad news yeah. um, um, a lovely lady who we interviewed on the show um, oh, right the way back in about 2012 um was very sadly passed away a lady uh, by the name of Dale Wakefield it may not be a name that you know but Terry tell us a little bit more about her
3: Dale was uh, the founder or co-founder of Bristol Gay Switchboard. Uh, and um, as we'll find out in the news we've got a little bit of an obituary for her Uh, back in the early 1970s uh, there was a lot of change going on there was the women's liberation movement and the gay liberation movement all happening in the sort of counterculture dale came back to bristol her home city from london and uh, she helped to establish a women's magazine and a women's liberation group but the, the women's liberation group found that they had so many calls coming through from Lesbians, gay men, and bi people that they thought so there's a need here, something needs to happen. So she established Bristol's gay switchboard from her own living room. Mm. Only when this was in the 70s. This is in the 70s. Attitudes towards homosexuality and bisexuality were very, very different. Uh, And so she went live with the switchboard in February of 1975. It's only one year after the main national switchboard had been founded by the Gay Liberation Front in London. So it's really one of the earliest uh and dale would take calls in the small hours of the morning getting out of bed to answer the ringing phone so she was available even when the switchboard was not advertised as functioning uh so she also had a, a role in the very first avon gay pride event uh which took place in 1977 uh and was involved in the bristol gay center which uh, as you can find out on the outstories website ran from uh 1978 until 1983 and had discos and a coffee shop and became a permanent home for Gay Switchboard but really as Mary Milton one of the founders of this programme said the uh, LGBTQ communities in Bristol particularly lesbians and gay men Odell uh, Wakefield, in an enormous debt of gratitude.
1: Well, to that yeah. end, um, I have a couple of clips uh, from when Mary yeah. uh, interviewed her, which which also shows just how humble she was. Because uh, Mary's recollection was very similar to mine in that she 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 never kind of like took credit for a lot of what she did. She was quite humble about it. Yeah. Um, and uh, so the first first of these clips is when um, uh, we spoke to a lady called Carolina Starr, um, who used the switchboard um, to come to terms with being a lesbian and coming out. Um, And then the second clip is when we caught up with uh, Dale when the uh, lesbian and gay switchboard was closing down. So uh, have a listen to this.
0: Now, you two, you've known each other a really long time. How, How did you meet? I mean, Dale, you were running switchboard, weren't you at the time? I was on switchboard. I wouldn't say I was running it. So you were answering the phones one night on switchboard and Carol came on. Oh, well, she was Carol then. She's not Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> and why? Why did you ring switchboard that time? Why?
5: Because for years and years and years, I thought I was gay or knew I was gay. Didn't know any other gay people. Didn't didn't have anyone I could talk to. Um, and I was really unhappy. I was in. a married had three children and i'd found a number for the bristol gay switchboard in the evening post and it was really really small and i'd cut it out and rolled it up and i kept it in my purse for weeks and i kept going to a phone box and i think no 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 and then running away from the phone box and there's just one night i actually put my 10 pence in and sort of like dell answer i didn't know it was dell at the time but this voice answered and i just said I think I might be gay, and almost burst into tears. <laughs> and oh well, okay. Um, we, you know, we do a few meetings and that. You know, would you like to come along? And we could at least introduce you to some like-minded people. So I agreed. Without Dale, I would have still been. Stu- I probably would have ended up being one of the suicides. Because before I went to Delve, it was just preying on my mind all the time. I was so unhappy. What year was it when you did that? Nineteen seventy six. A few years after switchboard may have been set up.
0: How did you feel when you made that call? That was that a really difficult thing to do?
5: Oh yeah. I'm so there was just me on my own. Said I was going down to the off licence to get some crisps and some cigarettes, and all I'd done is gone to the same phone box again, and I was like in a cold sweat, basically, frightened that somebody might find out somebody might see me obviously frightened out that my husband or my family might find out but all relieved at the same time and to know that that the following tuesday i was going to go to a place and i would meet somebody else who felt exactly the same as i did which is what happened basically. I arrived at a certain place, um, at a rendezvous, and this woman, all dressed in sort of like yellow waterproofs, got off this little sort of 79cc motorbike and actually gave me a, a lift to where the meeting was being held. What's that was that? Anne, Annie, which was Dell's partner at the time.
0: Well, she had a 79cc and I had a 50cc. <laughs> she had, uh, she could drive, I couldn't. I had a learn her plate up all the time didn't I so she was always the one that went to pick people up What was the sort of service that Switchboard was offering then? Because that sounds like a befriending service. We did. We'd meet them in in a neutral place, like there was a cafeteria on the corner of Baldwin Street. We used to meet in there, meet individuals. The person used to meet the person, but there'd always be other people from Switchboard sitting around the place in case there was trouble. We'd meet most places which people felt happy meeting, Arnafini, Watershed, anywhere like that. So, Caroline, what was that first meeting like? I guess you met Dale that evening.
5: I met Dale, I met Monica um, and quite a few other people. In fact, I became really friendly with Monica and actually landed up, um, Monica taking me in when I actually made that break. I'm afraid I was one of these sort of like runners. I got in contact with the switchboard and within probably about a month of being in contact with switchboard saying, I think I'm gay, to actually walking out and and leaving and actually saying to everybody, I am gay and coming out with a big bang.
0: (laughs) Dale, how do you feel about the fact that switchboard is closing? I feel quite sad, really. It's sort of like letting a baby go. Not that I've got anything to do with whether it closes or not. But I felt quite a while ago that it might have been better if it had gone on to uh, the internet on instant talk. Maybe both could have operated for a while together and then if that worked, close one down. Hmm. I don't know. It might be easier for most people to come out now and to come to terms with it, but there's always not. I mean, if your parents are fundamentalist Christians, you're going to have a problem. I don't know what you do about that. I still feel a bit worried about it.
1: There you go. That's uh, Dale Wakefield, who very sadly passed away at the weekend at the age of 78 after a long illness.
0: Celebrating diversity. This is Bristol's BCFM 93.2. Shout out.
2: LGBT radio for you.
1: The Shout Out Podcast. Oh yeah, go, that's uh, The Maze.
2: Hey up there, Jock.
1: And uh, that's by uh, Manchester Orchestra
2: sorry I didn't realise were going to read up the name there
1: <laughs> oh is that why you say hey up Chuck yeah I was going to gonna be like
6: hey up there Chuck Ch- Ch- who's it my Andy
1: uh, Manchester Orchestra oh
2: Manchester Orchestra
1: oh, <laughs> Manchester, see when you
6: Orchestra. said that Andy had a reason to do the accent yeah <laughs> you did
1: Manchester <laughs> I always forget how many accents you can actually do I know <laughs>
6: about <actually> 20, 20. <laughs> it is quite
2: <laughs> weird <varied, laughs> yeah. probably I don't know about that I do oh, I mean, sorry hi not well
1: there's going to be a lot of people listening up north that are going to be going. That sounds awful.
2: I know, which is precisely do why I, I'm I'm happy to do it. Like I'm not <laughs> imitating. I fully know. I apologise. I will say it now with my whole chest. I apologise.
1: <laughs> Can you do Bristolian yet? Have you lived it well. long enough? My
2: love. <laughs> it great mailer.
1: everyone always does a right mailer. Because
6: it's the one thing. It's the one it's thing. The, the way you say you or well, not you, Andy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just. I just wish I could get that down, and then <laughs> I yeah, feel like I, 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 I
2: say, say nasty. Nasty, nasty. Oh. now. Asdols. Astle. I do like going yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really really, really like going Astles Astles my favourite
1: chart I have to put two on the end of every sentence that's a question where's that two where's
2: that, where that, where that been two Mine. where have you been two <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <call them>. anyway <laughs> before before we
1: get in a lot of trouble <laughs> I should point out I've lived in Bristol now for 25 years so <laughs> <laughs> I've also <laughs> oh,
6: lived in local. Bristol for eight <laughs> years Bristol is my home so Bristol's Terry you've always
1: Terry you've always lived in Bristol haven't you although you've got one of the least Bristolian accents I think I know I
3: have lived away I have lived away but I am a Bristolian now well okay
1: well in in your in your best radio voice please you two because <laughs> we have, nice and have some serious news
4: Such
6: fun. <laughs> this is shout out news on thursday the 10th of september
3: Bristol's LGBTQ communities are in mourning this week, but thankful for the life and activism of Dale Wakefield, who was passed on at the age of 78. She died on Saturday, the 5th of September, surrounded by her family and friends. Dale founded Bristol's Gay Switchboard in 1975. A Bishopston person, Dale was married in younger life but her marriage ended and she moved to London where she worked as a prison officer. It was here that she realised she was gay although did not have a relationship at that point in time. In the early 70s, Dell moved back to her home city where the radicalism of the women's movement and gay liberation was shaking things up in the West Country. Along with the great artist and painter Monica Sue, Dale helped establish a women's magazine called Move, which lived the principles of the women's liberation movement and was published collectively. As Dale told Mary Milton and Terry Starr in an interview for Shout Out in 2012, she found that many of the calls to the women's liberation group came from lesbians, gay men and bisexual people. So, quietly and with little fuss, she established Bristol's Gay Switchboard from her own living room in Hill Street in the Totterdown area of the city. It went live on the 1st of February 1975. This was only one year, after the London lesbian and gay switchboard went online in '74, and shows how ahead of the times Dale and the other gay liberationists in Bristol were. Volunteers would take calls from Dell's house during advertised hours but at other times Dell herself would get out of bed to speak to people who needed advice, support, signposting and reassurance. In an age of the internet and multiple LGBTQ charities it is essential to us all that we remember just how important the local gay switchboards were along with fanzines, small scale magazines, bookstores and the commercial scene in forging a gay identity. In 1978 the Gay Switchboard moved over to the much-missed Lesbian and Gay Centre on Gas Ferry Road, in itself a crucial institution that would continue into the early 1980s. they helped the continued work of the Switchboard and also became involved in a more specialist service for women, Bristol Lesbian Line. In addition, in 1977, Dow helped organise the very first Avon Gay Pride event. Mary Whitehouse and other religious conservatives were trying their utmost to close down the radical press in the 70s and focus their attentions on gay news for its temerity to publish a homoerotic work involving Jesus of Nazareth. For LGBTQ people and allies in the atheist, humanist and secular movements, the Gay News blasphemy trial became a course celebre and many regional prides were organised to raise funds for the newspaper's defence fund. Dell, like many people from our communities, was drawn to help people and she worked as a nurse and a teacher during her varied career. She moved back to South Bristol in 2002 and spent her later years only a mile or so from the Hill Street house where the switchboard had been born. Her dining table, on which had sat that very first telephone receiver, was exhibited in the M-Shed as part of Outstory Bristol's Revealing exhibition in 2013 today's pride committee said we know she helped so many people and we as a community owe her so much for fighting the fight Paving the way and just being a friendly ear, thank you. As we head into the final week of Pride 2020, we stand tall because of you. And Mary Milton, the co founder of the LGBTQ magazine programme Shoutout, said, She was very modest about her links with Switchboard and it was always really hard to get her to talk about it. But the LGBTQ community in Bristol owes much to her. And this article was compiled thanks to research from Andy Hull from Shoutout and Outstories, Andy Foyle from Outstories, and Mary Milton from B247.
6: The following news item mentions suicide. Today is World Suicide Prevention Day, a day that brings awareness to a very important subject. It is observed on the 10th of September every year in order to provide worldwide commitment and action to prevent suicides with various activities around the world since 2003. The International Association for Suicide Prevention collaborates with the World Health Organization and the World Federation for Mental Health to host it. 800,000 people a year take their own lives according to the World Health Organization. Mental health does not discriminate. All ages, races and income levels are at risk. However, it is young people, especially LGBTQ plus young people, who are the most likely to contemplate suicide with it being the third leading cause of death in 15 to 19 year olds globally. Following that are gay, bisexual and trans men. Suicide has a number of complex interrelated and underlying factors that can contribute to the feelings of emotional pain and hopelessness. In addition, experts fear suicidal thoughts may escalate due to economic hardship and stress caused by COVID-19. So it's important to know that there are services specifically in place to support those who are struggling with their mental health. Talking with someone about how you're feeling can be the first steps in receiving the support you or your loved ones need. If you've been affected by this or know someone who is struggling, there are some wonderful organisations supporting people with their mental health. These are the Samaritans on 116123, CALMS, the calmzone.net. LGBT Switchboard, which is switchboard.lgbt or 0300 330 0630 and 999 if in high levels of distress.
3: Thanks, Hans. Now, this week we need to say a big happy birthday to our colleagues on White Ladies Road here in Bristol because BBC Radio Bristol has just turned 50 years of age. BBC local radio stations began to be introduced at the tail end of the 1960s, which was part of the public service broadcaster's response to the success of offshore commercial pirate stations in the middle 60s. The early BBC local stations were also part-financed by the local authorities in their municipality. At first, the new stations languished on FM, in a period when most listeners were still tuned to medium-wave broadcasts. Nevertheless, they gradually established themselves – the Conservative governments of Heath and later Thatcher allowed for some commercial radio stations, although they were still very limited, and Radio West came on the air in 1981 to compete with Radio Bristol. The commercial station became GWR in 1985. Community radio services were introduced in the noughties by the Blair government, again in response to major pirating of the radio spectrum in the 80s and 90s. Here at Shoutout we have worked with both community and BBC stations to bring events like Pride to the airwaves. Our working relationship is very cordial and although we are at opposite ends of radio organization shout out shows how different levels of radio in the uk can cooperate to make relevant programming for our communities so happy birthday bbc radio bristol and here's to the next 50
6: And Greatest Hits Radio was reporting yesterday that it was Teddy Bear Day, a day dedicated to celebrating one of childhood's classic toys. Teddy bears have a particular meaning for the LGBTQ communities and are often given as a gift by bears, a subculture of game by men who celebrate the larger body size and fuzziness. If you are ever passing the Bristol Bear Bar at Christmas time, then it's worth popping in and admiring the teddy bear themed Christmas tree. The origins of teddy bears as a toy go back to the early 20th century. In 1902, US President Theodore or Teddy Roosevelt was on a shooting trip to hunt animals this was of course a very different era with regards to animal rights but Roosevelt refused to shoot a bear cub he encountered on the trip and the animal cantered off into the forest the incident became a newspaper story and on November 16th a cartoon in the Washington Post captured Roosevelt's refusal to shoot a New York toy store owner Morris was inspired to make a soft toy of the bear cub and named it Teddy Bear the rest is history and Teddy Bears have been seen some of the most popular toys over the last century and a half they have comforted millions of us during dark times and have given love without worrying about who we are. For this reason, teddy bears are an essential part of LGBTQ plus lives. At whatever age we are, they represent love and acceptance and help us to nurture our inner child. And some studies have even showed that children who have teddy bears or similar soft toys as they grow up experience better emotional resilience than others. So if you're looking to get yourself a teddy bear friend, then why not check out the stock in your local charity shop and give them a new home to a pre-loved bear or there is a company in the States called Bear for humanity all their soft toys are organic and fair trade certified they're not cheap and you may have to pay customers customs on this side of the pond but for every bear sold the company donates another to a child in need somewhere in the world so happy teddy bear day everyone
3: for these new stories and more check out our website shoutoutradio.lgbt
6: for shout out news this has been hans peregrine
0: and terry star Shout Out News. National and international LGBT news for you. Shout Out. LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out
2: podcast.
7: Emily Sunday
1: there. Oh, I love it bit of Emily Sande. <laughs> can't get enough. So now, uh, next up is your what did you call them, doggos?
2: Doggos. 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 My favourite. So,
1: Let's um, get this which, on. Which I, I think, uh, well, from what Steph said earlier, this is this is more thanks to Terry. Oh um, well, but thank But I think, you, Terry. I, think uh, I think our lovely Steph facilitated. So uh, have a listen to this.
4: it's not often we're dealing with um, animals unless it's of the bear variety Um, but we are talking dogs now and lucy hopper is on the line and she's uh, uh, one of the supportive relations officers at the dogs trust now you're based in salisbury um, lucy but could you just give us a little bit of background to the organization
7: Yes, of course. So um, we're quite an old charity. Um, I think a lot of people don't realise that we were founded in 1891. Wow. So, yeah, we've been going a long time. We've been we've been here for dogs for a very, very long time. Um, and what we do, our aim, our main mission is um, that we just want to make sure all dogs can enjoy a happy life um, and they're free from the threat of unnecessary destruction. So we think all dogs deserve the most wonderful life that we can possibly give them.
4: That's an incredible amount of years to be going, and you think of the differences between what it was like then and what it was what it actually is now. And I think you started. Was it the National Canine Des- Defence League was your original?
7: That's title? right. Yeah, yeah. So we were National Canine Defence League up until two thousand and three, ah. um, when we decided to change our name to Dogs Trust. Um, I think it just it was quite an old fashioned name um, by that time, mm. and um, it really we needed something that better represented our modern day work so dogs trust it was
3: and um, we see the dogs trust quite a lot at pride events which is why we decided to do, get in touch with you with the message that dogs love everyone and we thought that was a really nice message actually which is why we thought it'd be nice to have you on the program to talk about oh, the work of right. the trust
0: so yes can you, can you
3: tell us a little bit about the kind of things that you do especially for sort of disadvantaged or unwanted dogs
7: yeah, so we're we're here for all dogs um that you know find themselves unwanted, abandoned, um or you know some people people's circumstances just don't allow f- to for them to have the dog any longer. Um, so we're here to to step in um and look for a wonderful, loving new home for that dog, more appropriate home that they can live out their days in.
4: Well, how difficult is it to actually hone dogs? Do do you have certain um, animals that you might have for a long time? Um, And if so, how do you actually give them enough loving?
7: Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, some of the dogs come in and go out within you know a couple of weeks um so you know that really really sort of straightforward easy to rehome and then you get your your longer stay dogs who might just have some some more needs um it might be behavioral they might be really nervous so whilst they're in our care we're able to give them you know lots of love behavioral attention Uh, we've got specialist facilities here that we're able to use which are state-of-the-art and they enable our, our very well-trained highly trained staff to rehabilitate the dogs so the dogs that are going to stay a little bit longer are able to receive all the love and rehabilitation that they're going to need to find that loving new home
3: i've read that um, people's relationship with dogs goes back maybe they think now 40 or fifty thousand years so long into the last ice age that people have been working with dogs and and, and having dogs as, as loving animal companions. Why, why do you think that dogs particularly are so close to us as humans?
7: I, I can't honestly say from a scientific, scientific point of view, but all I can kind of say from my own point of view as, as having three dogs myself um, is that I feel like they can sense how I'm feeling and I can sense how they're feeling. And just having them around just enhances everything about my day-to-day. Um, and I just hope that I do that for them too. Um, I, I get so much out of being a, a dog lover, a dog owner. Um, and you know, hopefully we're able to rehome some amazing dogs to lovely new homes who can experience that magic too.
3: Yeah, a lot of people say that the, the dogs are very intuitive aren't they around our emotions and
4: they pick up on our emotions uh, you, you've got a couple of dogs steph
3: haven't you, do you find that with yours
4: oh yeah. i absolutely do yeah um i guess uh, since i was a kid we've had uh we used to have collies um in our family um, but recently, uh, we've had King Charles Cavaliers and uh, got two now, one, in fact, which has reached 14 years old. Uh, wow. Bless her. Yes. And um, we've got little Oscar, who you probably can hear snoring his head off because he, <laughs> he he doesn't leave me alone. He's always by my side. And wherever I go, he snuggles up by the side. And that is just something special. And if you've if you've not had that, then you won't understand how people love dogs so much. Um, moving on to professional dogs, because um, obviously dogs come out of the um, RMA and other services uh, like sniffer dogs. Um, do you actually um, have to house any of those or are they dealt with separately elsewhere?
7: Yeah, it's not really something we see very much at all. Um, working on the flip side, we have actually had dogs that have come into our care Um for for various different reasons and we've recognized traits within them where we kind of think wow you know what i feel like this dog may well be a really good dog in the police or you know as a sniffer dog and we've actually managed to rehome some dogs as working dogs um so yeah, it's really fascinating, especially when you recognise those signs early on and you think this dog's this dog's more than what we think. You know, you can, you can really see the talent already existing in those dogs. So it's really interesting to be able to work with them in that way.
4: Yeah, and um, obviously they're starting to use dogs for medical purposes as well. There's, um, there's a dog being trained or has been trained to sniff out cancers, which is incredible.
7: It's astounding. I I think that's so special. Wow, you know, we really underestimate animals sometimes, don't we, for their talents?
4: We do. And look at the um, um, earthquake dogs that can uh, sense heart rates of people about 40 metres down. I mean, a astounding sensory perception, isn't it, from a a dog?
7: Absolutely incredible. Wow, I didn't think I could love dogs more, but (laughs) there you go. You just managed to keep that with me. (laughs) Do do you find um, that uh, a lot of uh,
3: same-sex couples, gay and lesbian couples, come to Dog's Trust to sort of rehome a dog? I mean, obviously a lot of LGBTQ people do have uh, children and that, but there's quite a few that are childless. And therefore, I think, did you find that a lot of people are looking for pets and companion animals?
7: Do you know what? Yeah, I would say that 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 is, is quite accurate really because I've been here now um, over seven years and in the time that I've been here I've I've definitely met with lots of same-sex couples who've come to rehome a dog or or multiple dogs from us yeah definitely we also have some dogs sometimes who've had bad experiences um and they they might need um, a same-sex household um so that's actually it's it's amazing sometimes you see the way a dog can flourish just with the right home that comes along um but like you said you know dog dogs don't discriminate dogs don't care about those kind of things they they want a loving home with loving people so that's again the magic of dogs they don't see they don't see things they just they just want a loving home
4: do you actually um have to go out and collect the dogs that may be maltreated or do organizations like the rspca deal with you
7: so yeah in terms of um those kinds of cases, it tends to be that the, the welfare organisations would would intervene there. But we do sometimes work alongside, so we might then take in the dogs to rehome them from, from our rehoming centres. Um, you know, I've, I've seen some really sad things, but actually as well, I've seen some really lovely things since I've worked here. So, you know, it's, as soon as the dogs reach us, they, we know that they're, they're in safe hands here.
4: Yeah. Um, do, do you actually uh, keep tabs on them once they've been ho- housed?
7: Yeah, so we have um, a kind of follow-up service whereby um the new owner is contacted and we need to make sure that everything's going okay for them um, we encourage them to check in with us um, can you still hear me okay yes <laughs> um, excellent sorry we encourage them to check in with us and make sure that everything's hunky-dory with the dog and um, that they're settling into the new home so we really do feel that once a dog leaves us in our hearts they are still a dog's trust dog um, so we do like to to know what's going on um, in the dog's life <laughs>
4: I guess that's also uh, very welcome from owners who probably feel more comfortable about having follow-up so that you can keep a check on them and they can actually call you just to say oh we we would like to do this or how do we do that and just somebody to lean on for a little while until they get used to it if maybe it's their first dog.
7: Yeah definitely that's something we're really passionate about is is the lifelong aftercare that we give. Um, You know The dog is placed into that home and we want that to work for all parties. We want it to work for the people involved, the dog. So we encourage anyone who's having any difficulties or they just need to ask us questions, just get in touch. We're on the end of the phone. If we need to book in a time for you to come and see us or for us to come and see you, then we're more than happy to do that, just to make sure that that loving bond remains.
3: And uh, the, the Dogs Trust actually has a very lively shop, doesn't it? Selling all sorts of things Four pets and branded merchandise and i know you do a lovely range of christmas cards as well
7: yes we do
3: I I'd, I'd mention that because um,
7: oh thank you yeah it's a great way to support us yeah, yeah. I, I always
3: get my christmas cards from dogs trust amongst other places but they are really cute oh thank
7: really, really you good. i think so too I, I get mine from the same but yeah we have a network of charity shops around the country um obviously ah. with with um the coronavirus pandemic um that has, it hasn't had a knock-on effect to our retail um, part of the organisation but yeah we've got a network of charity shops that if, if you know your local one is currently open please do go along and have a browse because we have the branded merchandise and we also have lots of things that we we're lucky enough to receive from supporters for us to be able to sell on and raise funds in that way.
4: Lucy um, how many shops have you got nationwide?
7: oh my goodness you're putting me on the spot here we've got <laughs> <I> mean, around, <laughs> around about 40 I think wow um, that's incredible yeah, yeah, yeah. so we're, we're always expanding um I mean some of the donations we get are just astounding the things that people think to give us so we can sell them and, and raise funds um I just think is amazing people's thoughtfulness just blows mm. me away
4: Yeah, indeed. Now we're fast running out of time. um, So if you could give us contact details if people want to get involved, if they actually want to to gift um, or get more information, or actually um, maybe thinking about getting a dog themselves.
7: Great. Yeah. So the the first port of call, if someone's interested in supporting us in rehoming, um, the best thing to do is to check out our website, first and foremost, because they're going to see on there ways to support, ways to donate. They're also going to see details about all the dogs that need a loving new home. So that website is www.dogstrust.org.uk. You never know, you know, someone might look on there today from from hearing this interview and they might see their future companion. You just don't know how these things are going to go.
4: No, you don't. No, And we have about 100,000 listeners every week on multiple stations as well as um, uh, online. Uh, So hopefully it'll put people your way.
7: That would be amazing. Yeah, that would be the cherry on the cake for us um, yeah. because ultimately what we what we want and what we thrive on is finding amazing new homes for amazing dogs. So thank a- you.
4: Excellent. <laughs> and uh, no, thank you for all the work you do on um, with Man's Best Friend.
7: It's a pleasure. I mean, it doesn't feel like work really when you work with dogs, as you can probably imagine. <laughs> it's, it's an absolute pleasure. Yeah.
4: Lucy, thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks.
2: One World on Bristol's BCFM
0: 93.2. Inclusive radio for Bristol. Shout Out. LGBT radio for you.
4: The Shout Out podcast.
2: That tune yes, Especially bob- for
5: Lara I just saw you
2: bobbing up and down It's yeah, so cute I know. <laughs> Yeah so that's
1: know uh, that's uh, It's actually called The Heat But uh, as you can probably tell It's uh, a remix of uh, I Want to Dance with Somebody I, Which is written really by Whitney Houston I'm
2: so happy how yes. many so- times That's gotten remixed It's every time It I'm just does like, it? Yeah. Oh give me Whitney
1: uh, And who's that Who's that by I'm just, just trying to Oh it's by Ralph Felix In SDJM JM
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know letters
1: <laughs> <laughs> So so right, right up um, Terry Street that one. I bet you're bopping along. Oh, back there I
2: want to see it, Terry's bop. It's such a cute little bop. <laughs> you want to see Terry's I was, bop? I
3: want to see the bop. <laughs> <laughs> I was bopping along to uh, how much is that doggy in the window? Oh my uh, god, right. sorry, that one. Steffy chosen, yeah. Honestly. I forgot. Take that. Did that,
2: but <laughs> <laughs> honestly, that song I can't hear it anymore.
1: Um, anyway, uh, carrying straight on because we've got such a packed show tonight. Um, it's time to catch up with uh, Under the brolly.
8: Hi there and welcome to Under the Broly, the My Umbrella podcast aiming to educate and inform the wider community about the lesser known LGBT+, sexualities, genders, identities, kinks and fetishes. My Umbrella is a volunteer-led support group based in Reading, Berkshire for lesser known LGBT+, identities. We were launched by Reading Pride in 2015 and our aim is to educate, support and socialise. We also aim to signpost those who require the support and advice from other organisations to the relevant services. This podcast aims to give you an introduction to both the well-known and lesser-known LGBT identities. My name is Steve and this month's episode focus is around Bisexuality Visibility Week and Celebrate Bisexuality Day. The Bisexual Awareness Week, also known as Bi Week, is an annual celebration week held in September, from September the 16th through to the 23rd. It's an extension of the Celebrate Bisexuality Day which is held annually on September the 23rd. The celebration promotes cultural acceptance of the bisexual community as well as attempts to create a platform for advocating bisexual rights. According to a 2013 Pew Research Centre survey, bisexuals represent approximately 40% of the LGBT community, and Bisexual Awareness Week is a platform to recognise bisexual and LGBT advocacy throughout history. Bisexual Awareness Week was co founded by GLAAD and Binet USA to help educate people on the obstacles faced by the bisexual community as well as to set policies that ensure bisexual acceptance and social integration are important on everyone's agenda. Celebrate Bisexuality Day, also called Bisexual Pride Day, Visibility Day, CBD, Bisexual Pride and Visibility Day and Bisexuality Plus Day is observed on September the 23rd. This day is a call to recognise and celebrate bisexual history, bisexual community and culture and all the bisexual people in their lives. First officially observed in 1999 at the International Lesbian and Gay Association Conference in Johannesburg, South Africa, Celebrate Bisexuality Day is the brainchild of three bisexual rights activists, Wendy Curry of Maine, Michael Page of Florida and Gigi Raven Wilbur of Texas. This celebration of bisexuality in particular, as opposed to general LGBT events, was conceived as a response to the prejudice and marginalisation of bisexual people by some both in the straight and greater LGBT communities. In its first year, an observance was held during the meeting of the International Lesbian and Gay Association, which occurred during the week of the 23rd of September. There was also an event held and organised by Biforia in Manchester in the UK and while at first it only took hold in areas with an extremely strong bisexual presence, it's now celebrated throughout the world. In 2001, the webpage BiVisibilityDay.com was started by UK bisexual activist Jen Yockney, listing events to mark the date each year worldwide, and by 2018 this was listed in more than 30 countries with events marking the date. On September 18, 2012, Berkeley, California became what was thought to be the first city in the U.S. to officially proclaim a day recognizing bisexuals. The Berkeley City Council unanimously and without discussion declared September the 23rd as Bisexual Pride and Bi-Visibility Day. In 2013, on Celebrate Bisexuality Day, the White House held a closed-door meeting with almost 30 bisexual advocates so they could meet with government officials and discuss the issues of specific importance to the bisexual community, and this was the first bi-specific event ever hosted by any White House. On September 23, 2013 in the UK, The Government Minister for Women and Equalities, Joe Swenson MP, issued a statement saying, in part, I welcome Bi-Visibility Day, which helps to raise awareness of the issues that bisexual people can face and provides an opportunity to celebrate diversity and focus on the B in LGB and T. Many individuals and organisations, including GLAAD, currently refer to this day as Bisexuality Plus Day with the inclusion of the plus sign intended to include the broader bi plus community of people who prefer to use terms to describe their sexual orientation such as pansexual, polysexual, omnisexual, fluid or queer. In 2014, Binet USA declared the seven days surrounding Celebrate Bisexuality Day to be Bi Awareness Week, also called Bisexual Plus Awareness Week. The week begins the Sunday before Celebrate Bisexuality Day. According to co-founding organisation GLAD, the goals of Bisexual Plus Awareness Week include accelerating acceptance of the Bisexual Plus community, drawing attention to the experiences of this community and celebrating the resiliency of the community. Both allies and Bisexual Plus individuals are encouraged to spend the week learning about the history, culture, community and current policy priorities of bi plus communities. Bi plus Awareness Week can also potentially be an important opportunity for Bisexual Plus individuals to help fight feelings of isolation, create more visibility for others who may be exploring their sexuality, meet other Bisexual Plus people and become an integral member of the Bisexual Plus community by coming out or sharing their personal experiences. My Umbrella LGBT Plus would like to credit Wikipedia for the fantastic amount of information that we were able to find with regards to celebrate Bisexuality Day and also Bi Visibility Day. For those of you that wish to find out more about all the different LGBT Plus identities, sexualities, genders, kinks and fetishes, bi-weekly at 7pm on a Sunday evening you can also join us for Under the Broly Live. The team will be broadcasting many live video podcasts on Facebook to bring some LGBT plus colour and fun into your living rooms and your bedrooms, while we are unable to get out on the road to visit all the different prides that we'd normally be attending at this time of year. Hit us up on the event on Facebook to be reminded and we look forward to seeing you there. It promises to be fun, interactive and informative. Of course, in advance of Sunday, you can also get hold of our LGBT Plus mini fact sheets and our My Umbrella Guide to LGBT Plus, available from our online shop, which is located at www.myumbrella.org.uk forward slash shop. Here you will also find loads of lovely merch in the form of badges, key rings, bottle openers, magnets and coasters, and a huge selection of various flag designs. Even better, we can now offer personalised products with various flag combinations and can produce almost any flag that is not currently featured on our listings. If you fancy being a part of any future shows, do get in touch with details to follow. And don't worry about people knowing your real name or hearing your voice, as we have ways and means to disguise this and you don't have to use your real name. Of course, if any of you listening want to find out more about My Umbrella or even regarding the whereabouts of where we're next going to be turning up or any socials which we'll be running monthly or online, feel free to check out our Facebook, Instagram or Twitter platforms for more information. Just type in My Umbrella into the search bar of any of these and you will find us. As always, for those of you who listen regularly, you don't just need to turn up to a Pride or social event that we're attending to get involved with the show. We would also love to hear from any of you out there who want us to showcase your LGBT plus identity or who have other suggestions for our podcast. Just drop us an email to info, that's I-N-F-O, info at myumbrella.org.uk and put in the subject line under the brolly and let us know what LGBT plus identity, sexuality, gender, kink, fetish, or idea you would like us to feature. It could be yours, or it could be one that you've never heard of. So until then, we'll see you soon. Bye.
0: For more information about Shoutout Radio, visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shout out.
2: LGBT Radio for
1: you. There you go. The lovely under the brolly people there.
2: Oh, I love so. that. Mm. Yeah. So informative. Really interesting. Mm. Mm. Mm.
1: Mm. Yeah. So, so anyone Is that you heard... try to cover up that you're munching a bicky?
2: I am. I like eating a bit <laughs> of biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> um, especially when it's covered in something nice. Um,
1: Chocolate.
6: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I only like biscuits when dunked in tea. Um, I bet you do nice and soggy biscuit I do like a soggy biscuit mm. I don't even mind if it falls in the tea
1: It's reminded oh, me of Miranda and no. moist, moist. Uh,
6: uh, <laughs> the, the queen of all words moist King of all <laughs> <laughs> words <laughs> <laughs> plinth <laughs> no. King of all words what? So, the queen of all words moist. <laughs> moist The king of all words plinth Moist plinth, plinth.
2: plinth. plinth. <laughs> <laughs> So did you hear about the crash today?
1: Yes. In fact, Terry, yes. you were going to mention that, weren't you? Um, by the Queen Shilling. Why
2: was a bus right going, going past there? I don't understand. No buses a double go... A double-decker, Yeah, yes. no buses go down there. Like, was he just going rogue? Like, ah, oh, let's grant himself thought of I mean, it. Was it. The I'm night not best.
3: sure. Yeah, it's not nah, sure. I can't what, a night road. bus during <laughs> the day?
2: <laughs> Let me sass you, no.
3: <laughs> the, the, I remember this happened when, when I was... Um, a long time ago, when I lived elsewhere and I was doing hospital radio, there was a, a crash exactly the same. A double-decker went under a bridge which was not tall enough to accommodate it and the top well, that's what's happened off, which is exactly what's yeah. happened here and um, fortunately no one was being injured from what no. I can tell but, no. I'll, I'll but um, that if, you, if you're heading down
1: that way yeah no there's yes. traffic um, by the park street
2: yeah. yeah. So well, I can imagine <laughs> Clearly, just wanted his head off. <laughs> off with his head. Off with the head. head. Right. <laughs> it's been one of those days. People it's been one of those days.
1: Yeah, I've just noticed as well. It's getting dark outside. Please, let's not, not talk first, about Well I, I
6: suddenly realised I was stood in the dark when the um, the next show um, presenters walked in and didn't realise it was weird until they realised <laughs> yeah. it was weird.
0: <laughs> I was Hannah, standing
6: very close to them before it was weird. You are weird. I am. Yes. yes.
2: Just just yeah. to notify you. Thank you of that.
1: Something we didn't That's know already. Yeah. To
2: be fair, I do like standing in the dark It's kind of like, oh, darkness here, my friend uh,
1: uh, but, Well, we're uh, due do do heatwave this week It's supposed to go back I up to know. about 25, 26 degrees This coming oh, week
2: more. The bats are going to be up.
1: Um, but I think you may find that is the last of our, our summer
2: I don't care, I'm, I'm literally so, not walking around naked Then we have but, like, to get
1: ready naked. ready for Christmas
2: <laughs> Gosh, we've had too many what? C words this year. We've had COVID, COVID, please, COVID. Please do not no, mention Christmas. Christmas. It's not even. No, no, Halloween's the first celebration. Oh, yeah oh. We need to done turn up for all that. All
1: Hallows Eve, yeah. One yes. of yeah. Well, Mitch's favourite ones, that one, because she's.
2: Practical Pagan. Magic
1: all of those films mm. Hocus Pocus yes Hocus such Pocus fun. yeah they, they wanted to do a remake Disney wouldn't do it of Hocus Pocus I, I know,
2: don't I like know. Hocus Pocus oh, oh it's brilliant it's so, so weird so. Uh,
1: anyway that's it for this week uh, once again um, our hearts do go out to Dale's family and friends
2: yeah. if you'd like to hear this show again or catch any other of our past shows check us out at iTunes, on iTunes and Spotify and of course our web um, our own website shoutoutradio.lgbt cool so,
1: I love the way you do that
2: and of course and of uh, course. we'll be back next week,
1: of course.
4: <laughs> same, <laughs> of course. same time, uh, same stations.
1: But for myself, uh, Lara, Han, Steph, Terry, um, and Mary Milton by Broxy, uh, uh, say bye bye,
3: everyone.
0: To Lou. Bye bye now. Bye <laughs> Shout out. LGBT Radio for you.